not the main meal, but a little top up for those in-between times, you are listening to the Nurtured Village podcast, The Snack. Best listen to while you're preparing snacks, cleaning up after snacks, or simply just being a snack bitch. Hello, hello, guys. We are so unorganized for this episode. We're literally sitting here thinking about what we're going to talk. So brace yourselves because it's going to be awful. And as we're sitting here right now, Caitlin is coming up with her snack of choice this week. So let's see what she's got. Let's see how good she is on the fly. This is just winging it. This week, it is a box of celebrations because you just never know what you're going to get. And we don't know what we're going to get with this episode. We know that there's goodness in there, but what shape is it going to take? How's that for an analogy? Good job. I am Emma Gray and I am co-host of the Nurture Village podcast and this week you are listening to a snack, our last snack of season two, Caitlin Bywater. How are you? I'm good. I am. I'm just going to give pre-heads up about the noise because I have three kids home at the moment. Um, in this tiny, tiny house. <laughs> so far. So Joining you from my tiny, tiny house in Yugger country. Not quite as tiny as yours though. I reckon they're pretty, I reckon they're pretty even. We've both got tap handles that fall off mm-hmm. and plaster that's just flaking and so much lino. So much lino. One of our, I never forget, we were having a bath with the kids and I pulled a toy, like a suction toy off the wall and the tiles just came off <laughs> the toy. I was like, oh, no, and Mabel was like, what happened, mummy? And I was like, um, the tiles just fell off the wall. And the mess, the mess is so triggering. So this is like the Turkish delight of the celebrations box because I hate Turkish delight and I feel like they're always left because, oh, you can have it. I love them. (laughs) But they're always the ones, they're very divisive. Hardly anyone reaches straight in for the Turkish. You you know that when you reach into a box, you're going to get one because no one else is fighting you for it. I feel like there's always one. Like if you pick the family, there'd always be one chocolate that no one wants to eat out of the Mm. box. Yeah. Mine is just like a dairy milk. Boring. Everything else has like so much goodness, some (laughs) complexity to it, and dairy milk's just boring. Oh man, give me boring any day, the way things are at the moment. (laughs) Another season. We've done a whole another season from cupboards and from caravans and from dining room tables covered in washing (laughs) baskets and with time zones and five kids and six different guests who are fancy, clever people. While we're, I'll never forget when I was, it was 40 degrees in the Caribbean and I was dripping sweat trying to have this beautiful conversation and I was like, I can't, I'm going to pass out. But we did it. We've done it. We did it. We did it. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope that you enjoyed our snack episodes. Um, We thought we'd mix it up this season and come at you every week. Yeah, these snacks are very different structure than our main episode so we hope that you enjoyed them and would love to hear from you if if something's resonated or hit with you but still with the same mission as what we ever had when we first started um we've come such a long way proud of us i am too yeah words of affirmation is my love language so like anytime someone is like i love this episode i'm like you've pretty much just married me we are soulmates now Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I go weeks and weeks of like, this isn't worth it. And then someone's like, good job, Emma. And I'm like, it's so worth it. (laughs) I'm going to do it for it. I have a whole folder in my phone saved of screenshots when people have been like, I love this episode. There you go. I spoke about that. So it makes such a difference. 
to us. You think it's such a throwaway thing, but if you like something someone is doing, tell them. Yeah, I agree. It's great. Positive feedback. So much negativity in the world at the moment. Yeah, we've got enough. Speaking of this season, I know I said the other day that we're not meant to have favourites, but obviously we have favourites. Do you have a favourite episode or a favourite topic or excuse my kid playing drums in the background, (laughs) topic or discussion that we've had? Well, I definitely obviously loved our episode with Elise and Grant. I super times two loved it because it's not every episode that we get a male to come on and share their experience. So I loved that Grant came on with vulnerability and I know he was super hard on himself, but um, I think he did an amazing job of articulating and and telling their story. Yes. His little edit at the end that he popped in about being a man and navigating loss and infertility as well was um not so much loss infertility and IVF was awesome so yeah kudos to him because it is special and not every man could do that so I really respected that what was your favorite we have been on that line we have been trying so long to get a man on this podcast and our solution I just tried to move with the earphones solution was to get our husbands on and that obviously just wasn't going to happen. I mean, you're great guys, but we've excelled in the men that we've had on this season because Matt from the Man Cave was also incredible. That was a great chat. I've loved the snacks. I have friggin' loved the snacks. I mean, a lot of the time is the only time I get to talk to other adults. So that's great. I, I think I really like, I think my favourite was The Man Cave. I loved Elise's episode and that's definitely, but I'm like taking my bias out because they're such beautiful people and I'm like, okay, take that out of the equation. I also really loved, yeah, The Man Cave chat. I thought that was really interesting yeah. and it did plant some seeds of thought for me and my boys. And next week we have an incredible episode with Flourish Girl, yes. um, Mandy Dante and the Man Cave have joined forces, which is just amazing, and I can't wait to see where they go over the next couple of years. Um, I feel like in you know five to ten years they're just going to be in schools everywhere in Australia, so I'm super excited about that. I've literally tried to recruit my brother to the Man Cave to work <laughs> for them ever since we um, had that interview with Matt Davina because I think what they're doing is just so, so important. Even I, after speaking with Mandy, I was like, well, I want to, I'm going to be a facilitator. That's it. That's it. Who needs a physio? I'm going to be a facilitator. This just sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, no experience whatsoever. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. I can hold space career. for people. <laughs> I was actually astounded at the – when you actually speak out loud any kind of statistics, it really hits home how profound it is. But I just finished editing the Flourish Girl episode for next week and – the statistics around girls' mental health is as significant as the mental health of mothers, of new mothers, and I just that still hasn't really hit home for me. That is just so tragic. Is there anything that you have learned from this last season, any little takeaway life lessons that you've found? Well, I learned so much about contraception in mm. our episode with Lauren Bracey. Um, I feel like everyone who is of childbearing age should have a listen. I have been meaning to book myself an appointment with the GP ever since. (laughs) That was such a good one. I still, my my mind is still blown that the whole breastfeeding can be a contraception, lots of boxes you have to tick, but yeah, can't believe it. Your kids in the background. They are 
off their rocker. Here's some contraception for you. Listen to me trying to take 20 minutes and they're all belting down the door. I think we um, we summed up after the first year, I think we did like an anniversary episode and we're talking about what our favourites were over the first year of the podcast and it feels crazy that we've been doing this for like a year and a half. I know. I think my favourite thing about the podcast then was the people that we get to meet. Like I'm just so inspired by these people. They're just, they what they do is just incredible and I love that we get to talk with them. But that still is my favourite thing about the podcast and in this space. These people that are so passionate about what they do and so clever at what they do and the change that they're making and the impact that they're having, it's so cool. And people that, you know, obviously we would still admire had we come across them, but we may not have come across them otherwise. Yeah. That's so cool. I love getting to talk to adults. (laughs) Yeah. And not having to, like, remind you to wash your hands or wipe your bum. That's so much fun. So as if a podcast and five kids isn't enough and living in homes that we're still trying to renovate and you're (laughs) going to demolish, that's not enough. You are also establishing a charity because what's another task? Where are you at with that? Because I think we also spoke about this in our little anniversary one and you were only at the point of starting to register then and it's been a little while. Yep. So there was a gigantic process at the start about, so when you start a charity, you need to basically be able to have documented evidence. This is in my experience. So if anyone else has started a charity, (laughs) all the other charities that are listening, this is just my experience. Basically to start a charity, you need to have documented evidence that the people that you are reaching with your charity's purpose and work are people who need charity. Um, So we needed to find, it took about four to five months with the lawyers. We had to find documented evidence, um, journal articles, studies that show that mothers and new mothers are at a disadvantage because of X, Y, and Z reasons and that they needed a charity in Australia that was dedicated to helping them. I have received information back from my lawyers to say that they have enough evidence. Um, So four to five months later, um, and they did all of the hard work. And I'm so grateful for Spark Helmore Lawyers because they have just done so much in getting this charity to where it is. There's no way I could have done it without them. But I have documented evidence that I'm going to submit with my application and with the charity's constitution to the Australian and Charities Not for Profits to apply for charity status. We are going to be classified as a health promotion charity. And our mission statement is to reduce the um, incidence of depression and anxiety and um, mental health in mothers. That has been a massive win for us because initially it was only going to be new mothers. So people that we could deliver hampers to were only going to be people who were in the immediate postpartum phase. And we all know that all mothers, new and old mothers, need us knocking on their door, delivering them support and solidarity and telling them that we see them and why we would like to to meet fathers as well and to reach fathers and give to any people who are looking after little children. Um, we've been stoked that we've been able to get mothers. So I'm super excited. I'm right now writing the constitution. I'm writing a plan for the first 12 months if we're approved um, as a charity and an entire reflection on the last two and a half years and what we've achieved so far. Super excited to get the application to the Australian Charities and Not-for-Profits and hopefully we get approved and um, in the next couple of months we're a charity. 
Who would have thought that it would be so hard to just do good things and help people? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Crazy. That kind of feels like the start of something that's going to be massive, a massive undertaking. I'm not sure if I have the capacity to be the founder of a charity and run a charity, but um, I'm just going to take it one step at a time. And I was saying to you before, Kate, it's pretty overwhelming when I think about everything I've got to do. So I'm just not thinking about that yet. (laughs) Blissfully unaware. I swear that's why my husband is the happiest man in the world because he's got no idea what's going on. He's just like, is it midnight? I don't know. I'm like, no wonder you're so fucking happy, mate. You've just, yeah, just crickets. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So we've done two seasons. We've gone from being, I was in a, a walk in wardrobe at a different house. And I think we only had three kids then. And now we're both in different houses. Who knows what the next season's going to bring? <laughs> Hopefully, new houses for both. Or of when us. it will be. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone's guess, really. <laughs> but what would you like to see for the next season? Where would you like to see it go? What conversations would you like to have? Obviously, three birds. We still want to do a three birds reno conversation purely yes. for our own benefit. This is not sponsored by Three Birds <laughs> Reno. I wish it was. But I'm doing their reno course and I'm building a house and it is legit fire. Like it is so good. There is so much stuff in there. There is discounts. I'm not, I don't even need to sell it, but the information in there is just so valuable. I'm living for it. And it take, I signed up to it like a year ago um, and I'm still doing it. I'm only up to like module four or something. So you have like lifetime access, but yes, loving Loving the Renault course. I nearly bought their book the other day. Did you? I didn't even know too. they had a book. No, me either. But go. I was like, oh. I think I just love, and it always surprises me what stuff really lands. Yeah, I think I just love the stuff that like really lands with you and you really resonate with it and and where people can listen, mothers can listen and see themselves or feel empowered by that information. I love that it's been like friends and normal people because I would love to get to a point Instead of seeing like tiger mum in the media and like seeing the mum who has it all represented, that just an everyday mum sees herself represented where you go, oh, I can identify. And whether it's in a show or a podcast or a character or something, there's, I don't know if you've seen The Let Down. It was a series on ABC and the character that Celeste Barber plays. I was like, girl, that's me. That is me. And like so many of them were just like normal, slightly dysfunctional, yeah, I want that. I want that to be part of everyone's day to day. And whether that happens through conversations that we have, if that means that we're not having huge, like mind blowing conversations, but just talking about normal mums and normal lives and yeah, our, all our different versions of normal. Yeah, that would be sick. If you're an everyday mum, like we're everyday mums or parents or woman, and you have a story that you want to tell us, you can actually head to our website and tell us a little bit about yourself because we also have some feature blogs on our website. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that may not be turned into a podcast, we still think that story is really worth sharing. So it'll be something that obviously we'll get across our socials. And it's from personal experience, it can be really cathartic to write about your experience and tell your truth and share your words. So if that's something that you're interested in, by all means, head to our website. While you're on our website or our Instagram, you might like to fling us a cuppa. Uh, We have Buy Me A Coffee, which is available 
uh, in the link in our bio, uh, the Nurtured Village podcast. Sometimes we treat ourselves, sometimes it just goes to the cost of running a podcast because apparently these things don't just make themselves. Big love for season two. Thank you to everyone who has listened and shared us. Thank you to everyone who has bought us a coffee. We love being able to be in this space and we can't wait to see what happens for the rest of 2022. Got some more lollies? Get out of here. We have one. Oh, God. We have one going out.